0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Wassalatu wassalam Wa ala rasulullah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Wa barakatuhu Brothers and sisters Saad and Tahmid too Because I know these lot complained that I didn't <laughs> mention them last time But yeah <laughs> Asalamu <assalamualaikum. laughs>
1: alaikum <As-salamualaikum>. Assalamu
0: alaikum Wa alaikum <laughs> assalam So I hope you all are doing well I hope you're keeping yourself safe During the quarantine You know what usually tends to happen is Right like the first week or two of quarantine, people will be like proper scared in it because of all the news and stuff. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm staying home, staying on isolation, this, that, yeah. Two weeks go by and they think to themselves, you know what? I didn't get coronavirus. So that means it's okay for me to go out now, you know, because like the hype go, goes away in it and that fear, that immediate fear goes away. So then everyone starts going outside, having barbecues and all that. And then, the, you know, the, the numbers rise again so you know keep yourself safe you know don't don't go out just because you feel like you know what uh there's no coronavirus in the air today it's fine you know like keep keep an eye on the news and when it says it's okay to go then go right so relax like Tahmet says chill out you okay (laughs) but yeah anyways um for today's episode we want to bring about (laughs) a very important topic and it's a very Mm. important topic in the sense that you know what, like, honestly, if you are able to do so, we need, like, this is a topic that has a deadline to it, you know, yeah. we'll talk about the deadline, but it has a deadline to it, meaning that action needs to be taken now, and obviously, we're not going to be here like, and every single person that watches this video needs to go down to, you know, Donald Trump, if you're in America, go down <laughs> to the Queen of England, yeah, and tell her to... You know, go down to Yemen and sort everything out. We're not gonna be saying stuff like that, innit? But we're gonna be telling you what to, <laughs> what you and, uh, can actually bro, do.
2: We should target we should target to the French Prime Minister and Emmanuel Macron bro, cause <laughs> oh, most oh, of is French.
0: <laughs> that is true, that is
2: true, man. <laughs> go to the French Prime Minister and tell him, bro, fix Yemen. Otherwise, you know, like you're gonna have you're gonna have a bad day, bro. You're gonna have a bad day, bro.
0: Wait, is oh. that a threat, bro? Whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. So that's not a threat. So I was just going to like start combing his bed. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not much. But yeah, anyways, jokes aside, Um, what we'll be talking about today is the crisis in Yemen. Now, I know that a lot of people will be like, wait, what, what are you on about? Crisis in Yemen isn't something new. It's been going on for years on years, right? Yeah. Which is true. It has been going on for years. But now because we have um coronavirus, we're not the only ones that um, are affected by coronavirus so is Yemen so imagine a country that is war, war-torn right that already mm-hmm. lacks health care already lacks basic human uh, basic humanitarian <laughs> rights and privileges and you know just basic necessities to live right imagine coronavirus going towards them right yeah. The effect it will have is much greater, and that's what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the humanitarian crisis in Yemen today, right? And you know, if you pay attention, right? You know, people have said that. Um, was it the UN said who said that right now is the is the biggest yep. humanitarian
2: so, crisis? So yeah, they they said yeah. Mm. So UN said it's the biggest humanitarian crisis going on right now and it's only gotten worse because of the virus.
1: And so the conflict in Yemen is begun in 2014 when there was civil war in Yemen. Uh, in 2011 their president was forced out of power and replaced by his deputy Abdul Mansur Hadi. The Houthis, uh, who are ungrouped in the northern part of Yemen became extremely powerful after this uh, and in the, nor- in the northern regions. And so yeah, Yemen became split into regions. In September 2014 they extended their territorial control and different military and security positions And then following this the president was forced to flee Then on March 15, 2015 States led by the UAE And, Tam, and Tam
0: Saudi is talking Arabia. about the, the current president So the deputy who became president <clears throat> He was yeah. forced to flee to Saudi Arabia
1: yeah, yeah So then yeah after On March 15, 2015 The states led by the UAE and Saudi Arabia Tried to gain government power Which caused lots of conflict and violence Against the Houthi group and then basically this conflict from that point on has still been going on constantly and it only gets worse and worse. And because of this is a detrimental effects to the economy, to the livelihoods of people, to you know, health, to care, to wealth, pretty much everything. Yeah. And although the UAE said they've withdrawn, they continue to send armed groups into such as the security belt, the giants and elite forces into Yemen to basically engage in conflict again. And then what's happened is along with poverty because as um, the World Report 2020 uh, states by the Human Rights Watch that Yemen's economy was already fragile prior to the conflict but now it's been even more gravely affected. Hundreds of thousands of families no longer have a steady source of income. Many public servants have not received a regular salary in years. The country's economy has worsened worsened the humanitarian crisis. And basically since that point, more than seventy thousand five hundred civilians were killed. Uh more than twenty million people in Yemen are experiencing food insecurity, like just insecurity of having food. Twenty million people. Not even money, just food. Like one of the basic human you know needs. And ten million of them are at risk of famine. And now that this virus is out at the moment, it's basically gonna be much, much more worse and have much worse effects on the people of yemen
0: yeah but basically like tamid said right understand this you know yemen right now right or has been for the last couple of years is the poorest poorest arab country there is right Mm. and you know basically from what we from what tamid said right basically in yemen right and this is before coronavirus and all that right before yemen uh, before coronavirus in yemen right you got you know there's a civil war going on inside yemen in itself right you know obviously you got the people supporting the previous president and the new president and they're, they're trying to get control over territory from one another right and then you got saudi arabia who formed an alliance with other neighboring countries going and attacking yemen as well or attacking a group one of the groups right and then not only do you have the alliance right you got the alliance who also have supporters from other countries who are um, supporting them in terms of funding them with weapons funding them with intel and logistics um, and all of that so you know it's a whole mess and again you know you have coronavirus now right yeah. and before that you had cholera you know it's just making things a lot worse and you know again this is as much as we're going to say in terms of the political side of things we're not going to continue on for that but yeah. understand this right it doesn't matter what what, you know what, who you side with who you agree with at the end of the day the people that are suffering the most because of this are the civilians are the majority innocent civilians who just want to live their own lives and they're the ones that are suffering the most right you know, and you got to understand that. So, I guess we'll continue on by talking about why is it that this situation should be a concern for us, right? For us, you know, again, our audience is mainly Muslim students, right? So we can't go over there, we can't do anything, but we're Muslims. Why should it be a concern for us, Saad?
2: There are many hadiths in Muslim and Abu Dawud uh, which confirm the importance of Yemen. One of them in uh, Bukhari actually uh, says, narrated by Abu Hurairah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, The people of Yemen have come to you and they are more soft-hearted and gentle people. The capacity for understanding religion is Yemeni and wisdom is Yemeni. So, i.e. he's saying wisdom uh, and the, 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 the methodology of understanding your religion it actually comes from yemen allahu alam what that actually means in the sense that does it actually like originate from yemen or what um but you know he's clearly giving preference to yemen here uh, and he's specifying the type of people that live in yemen and the people that come from yemen as more soft-hearted and gentle people compared to other people Mm. Uh, so subhanallah these type of people uh, are in suffering right now and um, no one knows any better so it's it's i think you know sometimes people underestimate um kind of the heritage that the east has in in terms of islam right um i feel like sometimes you look at these countries like yemen and syria and the only thing you can think of is war and that's very sad actually um you know you think of i was watching a video recently it was talking about um muslim representation in games and uh, it was talking about how when you see when you hear the word syria or yemen or afghanistan or this and that you just you think of a war-torn kind of place gray you know um maybe there's a lot of rubble everywhere broken down cars this and that when in reality you think about the situation 10 20 30 years ago it wasn't like that syria was a a bustling place. Yemen was yeah. a bustling place. Yeah, definitely. And all these, uh, obviously, you can always say that these are trials set by Allah, and these are something that has been given upon the people of Yemen by Allah. Mm. But it, it doesn't excuse the fact that we're not doing anything about it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. and doesn't give us a reason not to help either.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, you know, like Saud, right? He mentioned that, uh, you know, obviously, when we when we look at Islam, right, when we look at the Hadith. Prophet Sallallahu has cited Yemen plenty of times. Now obviously when Saud said that he had a preference for Yemen, I mean I wouldn't go as too too far to say that, you know, he preferred Yemen people over anyone else, period. You know, yeah, because yeah, again, you know, that same citing um is said in other aspects as well. You know, um mm. there's plenty of times when the Prophet um uh um aligned certain attributes to certain types of people and in certain situations aligned um, his preferences for certain types of people Again, you have the hadith about racism Where the Prophet ﷺ said No person is superior to another Doesn't matter who they are, the race, etc <clears throat> And obviously, like, you know, another example would be You know, the Prophet ﷺ told us sahabas, um, about, um, the sahabas About the ummah that comes after him The ummah that's never seen him And his preference for that ummah You know, yeah. calling them brothers Right, <clears throat> obviously that doesn't mean that his You know, he, he doesn't prefer... Um, Abu Bakr and them at all, you know, he's just talking about, you know, the attributes that he has aligned with the people who've never seen him yet follow him. So again, you know, a lot of these things there. So don't misunderstand. Mm. Now, yeah, so on one side of this, you know, on one one side, you could sit here and we can talk about how, like, okay, look, Yemen has a lot of historical significance, right, in Islam, right? But to be honest, that's not the side that I personally, you know, uh, I'm too keen to look at, you know, yep. because again, so I'd sort of briefly went over it. You know, a lot of it, you got to understand that like, 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 like some of these preferences, especially on the Day of Judgment, why does it come about? It will come about clearly because there's, you know, the people of Yemen are going to go through trial. Right. It doesn't matter what we do, like what we say. That trial is going to take place regardless, you know, and that mm. is from Allah subhanahu wa taala. Obviously, because of that trial, the reward is going to be that much greater, inshallah. Yep. But sure. with that said, right, as Muslims, what we know is that when one part of the ummah is hurting, is equivalent to one part of the limb of a body hurting, you know, meaning yeah. that we should all feel that pain, and it is an obligation for a Muslim to be to do what he can do, right? Now, understand that I mean that like when 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 we're saying to do what you can do means that to do what is within your ability to do. Obviously yeah. Allah's not expecting you to go fly down to Yemen and like I don't know like
1: how give everyone <laughs> food individually and like, stuff. like you yeah, know yeah. he's
0: not expecting you to do things that isn't within your ability. But yeah. that doesn't mean that we should completely you know, give up on the situation and do nothing instead. You know? So yeah. again, you know, Looking at it We brought two sides to the table One side The historical and Islamic significance of Yemen Right Mm. Which can't be ignored Second They are also a part of the Ummah Right And not just a small part of the Ummah Right There's about what 20 million Yep Right Who are at risk of being Dead You know by the end of this year Pretty much When it comes to coronavirus Right So You know you got You got these people Right and they're all muslims, they're all our brothers and sisters in deen right and you know in all honesty at this point we have we have lost the sense of you know community and brother um, what do you call it brotherhood in islam yeah. because you know we don't really see that i mean we don't even say salaam to the to the to the next guy on the street who who's also a muslim right because they're strangers <laughs> yeah. to us you know uh, which is unfortunate but we got to understand that there are brothers and sisters and you know like Thomas said that they've been suffering for years right um you know because of all this like war-torn country you know all these like civil wars people fighting each other and these other bunch of other countries coming out as well forming alliances and you know fighting them too and you know in the end the people who are being affected the most are you know people like us who you know we just want to live our lives they just want to live out their lives in it the majority the 99 civilians right who just want to live their lives they're being you know they're, they're having the most um they're having the most they're, they're, they're having the most burden there you know and they've been having it for years now right now you know we talk a lot about coronavirus we talk about a lot about how hard it is you know but understand this right you know over here in the uk right let's talk about the uk right over here, like it might, like just go a few weeks back here. Maybe right now, you know, you're not too scared about coronavirus. Go two weeks back, how scared were we about coronavirus? Yeah. How yeah, scared, were, especially as a country, how scared were we?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We were, we were terrified. Yeah, understand this, right? For us, we have healthcare, right? Yeah. We have, you know, we have a lot of protection there. You know, we, we don't money need to. In every we bro. have money coming in. Mm, we don't true. need, like, you know, so many people have, uh, you know, are able to either work from home or take a leave from work. You know, it's not really that much of an issue. Go, the government is giving us income as well for the people who can't work, you know, for the people who have to close down their shops and stuff, right? So, mm. you know, economically, we're not having an issue. And guess what? We're not running out of soap. <laughs> you know, we're not running out of soap, mm. hand sanitizer, tissue. Um, face mask all of this right we're calm you know we, we never need to worry about like oh you know we're not going to worry about like sky news coming out uh, saying that yo we have no hand sanitizers no more we don't need to worry yeah, about something yeah. like that we have a constant import of you know all these items and materials are needed coming in so it's, it's you know we're blessed in that sense right and again like imagine like how developed we are in terms of healthcare and, you know, uh, medical facilities and all of this, yet our own medical facilities weren't able to, you know, is struggling to deal with the situation yeah. or was struggling to deal with the situation. Now, compare that to Yemen. Yemen, oh my days, they barely have any hospitals, right? Mm. Most they have our medical tents. And they're, they're not even medical tents that are coming from the Yemen government funding it, right? It's coming from external charity organisations, humanitarian organisations, you know, that are flying down, importing medical kits and etc. You know, they barely have qualified doctors, you know, it's more like they have volunteers, you know, they have people who did like short training courses and they're out there in Yemen, right? now. Right now, in the situation, if you look at it, um, the Yemenis, um, the doctors over there, you know, they've stated that you know, per family, at least one or two people are being affected by coronavirus. Yeah. Right, one or two people per family. Right. Not only that, they're also saying that the doctors themselves, who are treating the people, they themselves are stopped They've stopped coming to work. Like slowly, more and more doctors are stopping coming to work because they don't have the protection or the equipment to protect themselves against you know coronavirus like they yeah. do in the UK so for them when they go to work they have a real risk of dying and that's happened you know plenty of um, healthcare providers in Yemen have already died from being infected by what their patients already had yeah. right so now doctors over there they don't even want to go there so what's happened now now you got all these people right they don't have hand sanitizers they don't have soap right they you know forget about having like a house to isolate themselves in you know forget having the government to give them you know money you know sent to their bank accounts every month right forget about all of that right you know they still need to eat whether they, you know if they don't eat they're going to die anyway right so they need to eat, so they need to risk their lives every day and that they, they, they don't have to, you know, the um, what do you call it, like... Um, uh, well, pretty much the protection, right? Um, uh, to prevent them from getting anything, they don't have any of that, right? And on top of that, if, when, when they do get, it's not even if, it's like when, when they do get infected, they don't even have anywhere to go To be able to treat that infection mm. They don't have well, anywhere that's
1: to go that's such risk
0: Right And Which that is you why know, You know like If you look at the UN Right UN said what well, the worst humanitarian crisis going Yeah Right sure. Yemen is literally On the verge of being deleted From the world mm-hmm. And it's not like Oh it's getting deleted from the world Because of what's happening In the last few months It's because like Tammy said Years have gone by where so much has happened. Cholera started three years ago. Now it's coronavirus. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the tipping point, basically, right? Mm. And the worst thing right now is that um, I believe they said that we have until July to get 30 million, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a um, dollar. I don't know what currency, right? But, you yeah, know, by it's... July. You know, thirty million it's is how June. much we need. Uh, no, it's not June. It was July, All right? right. Um, by July, we need thirty million, or the UN is going to cut their support. You know, because according to them, so, they could, they're not able to fund it.
2: So how can we, Muhammad You know, so practically support um, Yemen? Then.
0: You know, I was listening to yeah. Mufti Meng's live stream about two days ago. In it, and they asked him the same question, mm. and his answer mm. is very. Um, very uh, logical, in fact, because like he said, you know, unless you're a politician, right? Mm, and yeah. I assume that most of us here, especially since we're students, we're not like we're not in the government, right? Politically, we can't do much, right? Let's be realistic, right? Politically, we can't do much. Now, yes, we can protest, we can put the word out, and we should do that. But more yeah. importantly, you know, realistically speaking, when you do, do protest and stuff, it's not like it's going to make everything go away in a month. Right now, we need to deal with the situation now because, you know, the people of Yemen, they don't have a month to wait for us. You know, forget a month. It's going to be like years before any real thing can happen politically. Right. And they don't have that time to wait. So what we can do, we need to focus on the humanitarian perspective of things. Right. Because even though we're not politicians, we're still Muslims. And even if you're not a Muslim, you're still a human being and they're still human beings. Right so what we can do is we can support humanitarian operations there in Yemen already um, mm. and I, I, that's the best we can do actually not just that <laughs> excuse me that's not the best we can do but that is definitely one thing we can do one. Yeah. Um, now that's one thing we can do on a physical level right more importantly than that we need to understand that guess what you know obviously on one side of the spectrum you have us right We don't have any political power, but humanitarian wise, we can do a lot because, again, we have plenty of money to spare, right? We support projects that are providing hand sanitizers, providing soap, providing medical packs, providing um, medical providers as well, right? Um, And healthcare tents, facilities right and providing food shelter water clean water is vital in the situation especially because of cholera clean water is vital so you know all these operations funding them is very crucial but also understand that on the other side of things beyond the politics who's in charge of everything who allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a single Uh leaf can't fall without his permission so, so it would be really stupid for us not to make dua to Allah hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to like every night we need to plead to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help our brothers and sisters in Yemen. Right? Because if we can't do that, if that's not the least we can do, then there's a there's clearly a problem, you know? So beg to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us in this situation, to help them in this situation. Um mm. that's that's the main thing and then um, aiding humanitarian supports Cause, yeah causes but yeah with that said um uh where where, where you know where where do we put our funds though you know like which charities should we put our funds in like you know obviously like i've i've heard yeah. about like some charities where like they take like 50 of what, what they make and like the, that it goes into their offices and stuff you mm-hmm. know, to decorate, to get a new plant pot for the office in it in HQ. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was a so, five-figure like, building. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it. and then one obviously new event. Yeah, yeah, and get then obviously we, <laughs> we need to um, be able to, bro. <laughs> well, like they spent <laughs> like a like two grand yeah? on. Like, bro, I remember like I went to this one event in it. It was like a charity event in it, and yeah. they spent seven hundred pounds mm-hmm. for a guy to recite Quran for like five minutes in their event. Wow. I'm like, okay. yo, wow. listen, wow. yeah. I don't care who yeah. that guy is, yeah, but I can name ten people who can recite at least as good as him, anyway, right? Well, who <laughs> do it for free? I'm like, seven hundred pounds for this wow. guy to recite. Imagine Quran. how far that could have gone. Somewhere I'm else. like, yo, seven hundred pounds. Yeah. Give that to charity. What, what yeah. could that done? So you know, we need to be a bit smart, innit, in terms of like which charity organizations mm. should we give our money to. Um, so floors are yours,
2: lads. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, um, we were in a meeting yesterday and sort of the liberty of compiling a list of which, the... by
2: the way, sorry to cut you off, yeah, no, I just thought, um, uh, we, we've mentioned this previously, uh, but the research for our podcast goes into the description of our YouTube videos, so oh, yeah. the um, the research for episode, you know, for example, 8, nine, whatever, um, will be on the youtube version of, of episode eight nine uh, and if you go to the description the, all the research will be there what i'm planning to do is take this compilation of charities that i've done that ahmed will shortly mention yeah. uh, and i'll put it on a google drive link which will be public and i'll put it in the description of this episode uh, this episode on youtube when we eventually upload it to
1: youtube as i mentioned the uh, the lack of funding is very uh is a big aspect of the situation in yemen do you know if the UN says that 30 of its 41 programs in the country could close within weeks without funding. Uh, apparently there's only about 47% of the promised full amount of funding that had actually been received by humanitarian affairs. Uh, so it is quite a crucial situation. And if we don't if this doesn't change, then basically Yemen's yeah, in a very, very tough spot. So the first charity is UNICEF. And Basically, the main problems with the uh, UNICEF isn't a Muslim organization, right? No, it's, it's just not. A, it's just a general charity, but it's still um, a good charity to donate to, based on you know their uh, annual reports and numbers. And what's going on with the what the situation with them is? There's a lack of funding, of course, but this means that UNICEF will not be able to provide fuel to operate water pumping stations, or dislodge sewage, or maintain crumbling water and sanitation infrastructure which is obviously crucial, because without water no one can live. And it means we'll not be de- they will not be able to distribute basic family hygiene kits that include soap, which is very critical for preventing cholera and Covid and other diseases and bacterial infections. <clears throat> and so, uh, this is the first option. Again, good option, even though it's a non-Muslim organisation, they're doing a lot of work. And the last annual report was in 2017. The second is Islamic Relief. Yeah, so, I'm
0: just, um, sorry to cut uh, you off there. Yeah, no, yeah. But, basically, um, two things, right? Firstly, now, you know, obviously, uh, like Taman mentioned, it's, not a, it's a non-Muslim organization. The reason mm-hmm. why we didn't want to um, exclude non-Muslim organizations from our list that we compiled is because, again, you know, at the end of the day, it's about helping the people, right? You know, and sometimes it may be the case that certain organisations which are non-Muslim organisations are better equipped to deal with the situation mm-hmm. right? we don't know unless we look into it or unless we look into all of them innit? so that's why we've included these um, now again the downside we mentioned for UNICEF is that again the last annual report was back in 2017 so we don't have any recent annual reports um, uh, by yeah. UNICEF um, but yeah continue mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> okay next uh Osama is Khalif uh, they have equipped 21 hospitals and clinics across the country of Yemen to support doctors and nurses working to treat the wounded, sick and malnourished. Uh, they've also been working to support children through child protection and psychosocial support activities. Uh, income is less than expenditure, so not all money goes to needy. Does that mean um, that... Yeah, so
2: um, you'll notice yeah. was, so, uh, most of my poor yeah. income it's less than... It basically means the money they get from... Um, it's not hundred percent
0: aid. donation. Yeah, basically. they
2: they can't maintain the hundred percent donation policy because the money they get yeah. from gift aid <laughs> and donors mm-hmm. doesn't match the money they spend on their employees and yeah. events and stuff. Yes.
1: But in the now, end, it's again,
2: the,
0: um, again, like large... you know, you you know, just because it's not hundred percent. Yeah, just because it's not hundred percent doesn't mean that yo, I'm not gonna donate no. here. You know, again, like let's say if you go, but if you you have to look at it realistically, realistically, yeah. Um, like when they make um, events and stuff in it Like you know simple things like let's say You know buying um, all the volunteers meals and stuff After they work- worked 8 hours on an event Obviously mm-hmm. that's fine You know that's something that we should be funding for Because they're, they're donating their time Obviously we should um, be able to be you know To fund their, um, their day as well and stuff like that innit? You know but then obviously with that said On the other side you got other organisations who, yeah. who just like, you know, like 9% will go to like the HQ, will go to like the higher ups and stuff like that to make mm. the offices more peng and stuff like that. Uh,
2: yeah, pretty much just a short summary is that you'll see in the doc that I've mentioned this. I've only <laughs> mentioned it for transparency, transparency reasons. Yeah. I've not mentioned it. You make your own decision, please do. Don't just listen mm. to us. Look into your own research and look into your own numbers yeah, um, yeah, sure. and find out what you, what you want to donate to. But continue, please stop
1: <laughs> nice okay and so following up from that is another non-muslim organization but a very good one of that it's oxfam um so they're delivering essential aid in the north and south of the country and have reached more than three million people across the front line since 2015 so they've been active since 2015 mm-hmm. uh delivering and aiding people throughout the country um, clean water and sanitation services also including in hard to reach areas of the country so areas that um, like uh say like have been the victim of, uh, of crime or you know war crimes or like uh, conflict stuff like that damaged areas places where the water systems are not working etc they're able to get clean water and sanitation to those areas uh, they support fa- families with cash payments to buy foods in the local markets or livestock and they have cash work programs so people can have a possible source of income and that's crucial now since majority of people are losing their source of income or have no source of income at all and haven't had that for years their again income their income is more than their expenditure but yeah that's another good option moving on from that uh we have care in yemen care reaches one million of the most vulnerable yemenis every month providing essential food water and sanitation services uh the fighting has targeted civilians and damaged infrastructure including roads mills parts and medical facilities uh, these are obviously crucial for everyday survival so the fact that they, they can reach almost 1 million of these Yemenis every month is very very you know crucial and funding for them would be very much uh, you know appreciated, appreciated yeah yeah uh, care has been present in Yemen since 1992 now that's a very long time Uh, so wait that's crazy with 1992 yeah much so longer that, than any other so i think that's probably the longest that's thing, the that, longest right? on the list yeah, yeah. Uh, and as a result we know the country very well so cares one that also done the top organizations again all of these are good but, you know make the decision on your own yeah uh they ensure participation of women in beneficiary uh, beneficiary selection committees specifically targeting vulnerable female-headed households their income is less than expenditure so again not all the money goes to the needy but still a good portion of it uh and they've been in uh, what, yemen for a very very long time so obviously the situation they're very accustomed to and they know what's going on a lot of the time <clears throat> uh finally we have muslim hands uh og <laughs> <laughs> the, um, muslims and the team have been distributing food parcels in yemen to families in desperate need each parcel contains enough essentials such as rice, sugar, coconut oil, uh, lentil, beans, water, milk, and you know, foods that are long lasting and be able to preserve as well as essential. And also antibacterial wipes to treat, to see families through, through like infections or bacterial infections or anything, any harsh weather conditions. Uh, in that is is that how pronounced? That is, yeah. Uh, it's alone. <laughs> or- people are already using the food items that people have donated through Muslim Hands. Um, they provide emergency medical care as, as well with water wells and a school feeding program and that's part of their long-term plan for Yemen's most vulnerable communities and their income was also less expenditure but by a very very small margin and actually in 2019 this is a good uh, point to mention they were found to meet a 100% donation policy, policy standard
0: but yeah, say so like, you know, from this list, right. Um, so again, we've looked at um, plenty of other ones as well. So and the, the reason why we, we compare the list is because, you know, again, you know, in this podcast, we mentioned um, why we need help. I mean, so we want to give you, you know, we don't want to just leave the episode like that in it. We want to actually give you guys some um, information of how you can actually do it. Um, okay. So these are some charities that you can look into. Um, Out out of the list, um, personally, I'd say that Muslim hands is the most transparent, you know, Mm. especially like, you know, um, it has the most up-to-date report. 2019 is just, you know, last year. And Mm. again, you know, having a very small margin when it comes to these type of things is really important because it basically means that every pound you give to them, right, most of that is retained when it actually goes towards the operations in Yemen, and like said over here right you know it's talking about like in in taste alone over 5000 people are already using the food items you know and if you look on the website you know they'll have pictures and videos and stuff as well showing you know them being there doing the work so you know it's a really good opportunity now I don't personally I don't know in terms of like the grand scale of things right in terms of the the country as a whole how many people are they actually reaching out to um, I don't know. Um, do you guys know? Uh,
2: no, uh, I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Because again,
0: that I feel yeah. like that is really important because I uh, let's yep. say if you got Oxfam, right, reach more than 3 million people. Um, yeah. And then you got Care, right, they reach uh, 1 million of the most vulnerable Yemenis every month in it. So <clears> definitely, <throat> you know, look into these um, these charities and, you know, you know, build up your own like fundraiser pages. And, you know, inshallah, you know, let's just try our best in it to um, get get as much funding as we can um, for this situation. I guess I wanted to end the episode on uh, one point, you know, um, or one topic, right? Or one question per se, which is um, why is it that our audience, right? Why is it that we should... Um, why is it that we should prioritize Yemen over anything else? Obviously, Yemen's not the only place that is um, having issues, right? There's plenty of other countries having issues. There's yeah. plenty of other issues that's going around. Why is it that right now it's so imperative that we donate to Yemen? Uh,
2: that oh,
1: yeah. the... oh, I thought you asked asking the audience. Uh, yeah. Oh, the uh,
0: audience ain't gonna answer I mean, I'm, I'm asking you guys. <laughs> for the audience like why is it imperative for the audience basically as well man sorry
1: well of course with the a lot of situations going on in the world right now especially in America Black Lives Matter uh, movement and places in the world Syria uh, Yemen especially um, you might be thinking "Oh, you know, what makes it stand out what makes it different well we've mentioned before that literally Yemen is literally on the verge of being essentially deleted as Mo said from the face of the earth you know millions of people are suffering you know it said 10 20 million from the last report about 20 million from the world reports are about uh experience food insecurity and 10 million of them at risk of famine and these numbers are unparalleled anywhere else in the world like and it's com- considering that there's been a famine and conflict going on since sorry not famine. It's conflict going on since 2015 and it's just getting worse and worse Means that the situation requires immediate urgency and like top priority, mm. because it will only get worse and worse, and sooner or later, the entire country of Yemen may be just completely overrun, or completely.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example in it. This this is a, it might be a bit of a crude example, but let's say there's two people, right? One of them is on the verge of death, and the other one, right, may have symptoms. Let, let's say coronavirus, right? You got two patients, right? You can only deal with one. Today, right? Today, you can only deal with one. One of them is showing signs, you know, the coffin and stuff like that, right? The mm-hmm. other one is on the verge of death. Which one do you treat first, or which one do you treat on that day if you can only treat one?
1: Of course, one on the verge of death. Then.
0: Right? That's what priority means. We don't live in an ideal world where we can deal with everything at the same time and, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow everything's fine, right? You know you have to you have to prioritize what deserves priority what deserves priority is the one that's in the worst state right like you know alhamdulillah it's amazing that you know a lot of things like black lives matter is going on and then you know a lot of donations are going into it right but you know when it comes to basic hum- human rights right yemen is in a more dire situation because forget having rights they're not even able to be alive right now because yeah. of what's going on, so we need to definitely prioritize the Yemen situation. Now, sort, um does Islam, you know, is in Islam, is there any Hadith is that uh, talk about what we should prioritize when it comes to these type of things?
2: So, uh, as we as we know, the best way to uh, find out, uh, <coughs> you know, what to prioritize is to look at the Sunnah, and the Sunnah is quite clear-cut in telling you, you know, you're supposed to. Enjoying what is good and forbid forbid what is evil. Right. So basically, focus on what is unjust and evil. Um, and there's a there's this um, in the sunnah is mentioned specifically what types of uh, you know injustice to focus on. And subhanallah, you find all of these within Yemen. Um, so the sunnah says to focus on injustice and in wealth, uh, because the Quran says you know. Uh, repeatedly cites those who pray to God and they give zakah, um, and uh, you know it's men- uh, zakah is a fundamental duty in Islam, uh, and the point of it is to you know um, uh, benefit the needy. Uh, another another you know sector to support in uh, Islam, another what uh, 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 cause sorry to support in Islam is for the one for marginalized people. So orphans, slaves, disabled people, um, people with different ethnicities to you, uh, other faith communities. um, In the Quran, in Surah Surah 93, it says, uh, do not treat the orphan with harshness. Um, So, you know, orphans are the most, generally the most vulnerable members of society. And in a war-torn country with cholera and and an infected virus, it's even worse for them (laughs) they're even more vulnerable yeah and uh subhanallah there is a a video by yaqeen institute on this it's a bit long but you know if you watch it in bits it might not be that long for you we'll have in the
0: description of the youtube channel
2: yeah of course we will do it's called incremental change versus radical reform um so essentially you're focusing on what is immediate and what is is an ongoing process like something like racism of course cannot be you know, especially in America has been going on for hundreds of years. It's not it's not, it's not something that happens overnight. Right. Uh, yeah. But this is a very immediate concern. Yemen is a very immediate concern um, because, yeah, maybe, you know, there was this period over the last few years where it was like up and down, and you know, they were they were getting better and now they're getting worse. and But now they're really, really, really bad. Yeah, like the worst they have been in a long time, especially because of COVID. Um, and this is a immediate concern, and if we if we want to you know it, priority is an easy thing when you when you think about it logically. what needs our attention now, what can wait pretty much? That's what it comes down to right
0: Well, I guess with that said, um final point I want to make before we guys leave <laughs> is this right? imagine right now, yeah, there is most definitely. Right, not just one, not just two Maybe a hundred thousand, maybe a million Right, who are right now Making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Saying, Mm. Ya Allah, please help us Mm. Please help us Right, they're probably Asking, they're probably curious Where is is my Muslim brothers and sisters You know, Mm. who are Who I see are Well off in other countries, who I see Are calm in other countries, who I know Can help, right, where are they Right and even if they're not saying that, the fact that they're saying, Ya Allah please help us in this situation, right? Yeah. Right now, they're saying they're patiently waiting for help to come because realistically they can't do anything themselves. Mm. Right? We are the help that they're waiting for. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't work in a way where he'll just magically like send down send down twenty quid to every family, right? Coming from <laughs> the sky. That's not how he works. Mm. Right? The help they're looking for is from us. Right? So it's not just you know not just because we want to do it, right? Remember that the money, the income we have is not our own money, right? This is a responsibility from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every dollar you have to your name, every pound you have to name if you're in the UK like us, right? Is a responsibility a niya from your Lord because You can't sit here And you can't say that Oh you know what I've earned all my money By myself No help at all You can't Mm -hmm. say that Right If you say that Then I'll ask you the question If you were born In a poor family Right If you were born in that If you were born in Yemen Do you think you could say The same thing now Mm. Like come on Can you Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Put you in the family you You know you're in Right Gave you the You know put you in a situation Where you could get the education You got Get the facilities you had and that's why you've got the income you do. Don't think it's just your own money, in it. It is mm. our responsibility to do what we can. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't act like he hasn't given us the means to do anything. Yeah, that is definitely. an injustice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say that,
2: right? And it's something you'll be do questioned about means. on the Day of Judgment.
0: We do have means, right? Yep. And, we, you know, we have money to spare. Like Tahmid said, right? You know, like, instead of spending that 50 quid on, a, on clothes you don't need, you know? Or that five quid on a takeaway that one week, you know. So donate, donate, you know, is is something that is not just voluntary. It's not just something we should do out of the goodness of our hearts. It is a responsibility for us, and we will be questioned on it. So, yep. with that said, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, brothers and sisters.